Well, hi again, everyone. Episode four is here of the Raw Sports Report. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Stay with me. Like and subscribe if you haven't, wherever you are listening to this podcast. We're all over the place. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Zencaster. I'm posting on Twitter at Ross, S-P-R-T-S, report, twitter.com. Put it up on my Instagram. I hadn't really created an Instagram yet or a Facebook page yet for, for this. We're not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. We're getting there. Big week. Big week. Braves heavy week. Braves heavy week. Of course, uh, the big news, the Braves clinched their fifth National League Eastern Division championship in a row. 22nd division championship of all time. The most in any major sport. Which is great, but of course, I do have, there is a downside of that. The Braves only have two world championships from the, well, I'd say 21 since moving to Atlanta, dating back to to 1966. Uh, One, of course, coming as the Milwaukee Braves. I think that was, what, 1969? 1969, they won a World Series as the uh, Milwaukee Braves. Um, Was it 69? No, I don't know. Anyway, I, I digress. Anyway, 22 division championships, 21 division championships in Atlanta, but only, and this is the the sticking point, only two world championships have come from those 14, or from those 21 division titles since moving to Atlanta. So we'll get into that a little bit. Everybody knows the history if you're a Braves fan. You know the history that it it has been, but um, we'll get into that. Five in a row. And it was very, very stressful earlier part of this week. We'll talk about that. Weekend with the kids. We went to the Braves game. Well, first of all, uh, well, we'll talk about that. It started way back last Wednesday um, with Hurricane Ian bearing down. So we'll talk about all that. I got a gripe with the Falcons. Not a gripe, but a uh, concern with the Falcons and the parking situation there. We'll talk about that. College football weekend. Uh, another interesting one is it, it always is. Uh, so we'll talk about that. The NFL kind of wacky in the NFL on Sunday. Uh, some teams and some games just really weird as things are starting to shake out a little bit. And then we'll get into uh, back. We'll circle back to the Braves and the postseason uh, plans and look ahead there. But we'll start with the Braves winning five in a row in the NL East, and it took. 161 games, really all 162 if you count to what happened today, not really, but uh, 161 games to win the National League East. Of course, the Braves and the Mets got together at Truist Park last weekend. Braves sweeping the Mets, winning Friday night uh, over over the Mets in a, in a sweep of the series. Winning um, pretty decisively. Um, Friday night it was five to two. Saturday a little, little, little closer four to two, and then Sunday's uh, clincher 
uh, in that series five to three was a little dicey at times, but came through in the end and uh, probably celebrated a little too much after that on the plane ride down to Miami because then the Braves went to Miami Monday, yesterday, and today only having to win one game or the Mets lose one against the Nats. Mets got rained out on Monday, so a doubleheader on Tuesday, and, and the Mets have just railed the Nationals, which we knew we would, we knew they would. And uh, Braves only had to win one. Magic number was one because they held the season series advantage 10-9. to 9. So mon- Monday, the, the bats didn't show up. Losing the, losing the Marlins 4-0. The naysayers are out. Braves now... After Monday night, a game and a half lead over the Mets because the Mets were rained out playing a doubleheader on Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon, Mets win game one. So the Braves are just one game up and win an absolute nail-biter. An absolute nail-biter last night. Two to one against the the Marlins. Could not get anything going offensively on Monday. Could not get anything offensively going. Could not get the timely hit on Tuesday. Um, left a ton of people on base. A ton. 28 people were left on base. The Braves did on uh, on Tuesday. But got the win 2-1 to one and clinched the division. Uh, a big RBI by Acuna. Big RBI by Contreras. And then the bullpen did its gig and did what it needs to do and what it's been doing since September, really. But something that has to be mentioned first and foremost is Odorisi. Odorisi has not looked great since coming over with the Braves uh, at the deadline. Has not looked great. Was uh, five and six, but pitched five spectacular innings of baseball yesterday. Gave up two hits. One run, which was a home run, struck out seven, walked one, is what he needed to do. Then you turn it over to McHugh. McHugh gives up a hit, strikes out one, pitches the sixth. Then here comes Iggy, who has been fantastic, fantastic since his arrival in Atlanta. Iggy walks one, strikes out three. Then here comes A.J. Minter, and that's when the heart palpitations start. Minter walks two, gives up a hit. The bases were loaded in the bottom of the eighth, gets a pop out to get out of the inning. And then here comes Kinley, who, yes, he saved 41 games, but Kinley, 41 out of 48, I think. Um, but those seven blown saves is what everybody talks about. Don't talk about the 41 he saved, but people talk about the seven he's blown. And he hadn't looked crisp in all of them, but in the last two weeks, three weeks, Kinley has been on. Absolutely on. He tied Dennis Eckersley, I think, on Sunday for most saves ever, ever. And he came on in the ninth and struck out two and got a uh, fly out to Acuna, which I saw a tweet, very fitting, very fitting that Acuna catches the last out to clinch the division, the very spot he tore his knee up last year against the Marlins. Um, so good for the Braves, the, the celebration then, and just a big party. It was fun to watch, uh, everybody celebrate, but the Braves lose today 
to the Marlins in a game where everybody played. Well, not everybody, but all the players that, uh, you know, uh, Riley got the day off, Acuna got the day off. Uh, Dansby started, played in all 162 games. He batted uh, four times. Uh, no, he did not. That was yesterday's. I'm looking at yesterday's box score. Today's box score. Dansby got in and, and batted once, and then Grissom came in. So Dansby officially played in all 162 games. Olsen played in all 162 games, and Olsen played great today. Two for five, two RBIs, and a, his 34th home run of the year for Matt Olsen. Ozuna played today. Rosario in left, Grossman in right, Heredia in center. Heredia went three for five. Heredia went three for five. You heard me right. Two RBIs and a run scored. Adrianza played third. So really, uh, you give Riley, you give Acuna, you give uh, Money Mike uh, a day off. Uh, So kind of a patchwork lineup for the Braves. Braves threw uh, Stevens out there, then Matzik, then then Jesse Chavez threw some. Brocco threw some. Dylan Lee finished it up. And uh, so the Braves finished the season. Uh, what they're going to they're going to finish the season, if you look at the standings, tied in the National League East with 101 wins and 61 losses for each the Mets and the Braves. The Braves hold that 10 to nine lead in the season series, which is a thing now this year for the first time ever. When the major leagues expanded the to the wild card, another round of playoffs they eliminated the one game playoff for a division championship which would have been tomorrow um in not sure where uh no matter the season so i think the braves would have gotten home field tomorrow uh based on winning the season series uh but they still one game playoff to win the division uh they got rid of that went to season series tie break uh, that why that's why the series sweep was so important braves came into that uh, down 9-7, had to win all three, and won the season series 10-9. So that's how we clinched the Eastern Division, and the Mets are in the wild card spot at the uh, four spot in the wild card. So they are the number one seeded of the three wild cards. The Padres and Phillies are the other two wild cards. Of course, the Dodgers with 111 wins, and the Cardinals are the other two division winners. So Braves statistically tie uh, in the standings, 101-61 with the Mets. If you want to look back at the division championships over the years uh, since the Braves moved to Atlanta in, 19, in 1966, since 1982, uh, their, their first of 21 uh, division championships, uh, they won in 1982 over, uh, over the Dodgers by one game. 89 wins that year. Of course, 91, the beginning of the 14-year-in-a-row run of division championships. And this modern-era run of 21, or or 20 now, uh, 94 wins, and they bested the Dodgers by a game. Uh, 92, they won 98 games and bested the Reds by eight games. Of course, these were, and and then 93, won 104 games and beat the, uh, the Giants by one game. Uh, to clinch the division. Of course, that was in the old NL West. And then 95, 94 was the first year of the three divisions. Of course, didn't happen because of the the strike that ended that season. 95, the Braves win a World Series 
in 95, winning only 90 games, winning the division by 21 over the Mets. If that tells you anything, how bad the division was. Brett's win, uh, Braves win the World Series in 95, winning 90 games in the regular season, winning the division by 21. Uh, the closest since this year would be in 2000, the Braves won 95 games, 95 games, winning the division by one over the Mets. The next year in 01, they won 88 and won the division by two over the Phillies. And then uh, another close one was 2005. The Braves won 90 games and, and won the division by two over the Phillies. In this most recent span of five in a row, the closest anybody has been uh, were the Mets in 2019. Braves had a four-game lead at the end of the season over them. And then in the COVID year, the Braves won the division by four over the Marlins. Of course, last year, Braves won 88 games and won the division by six and a half over the Phillies. So five in a row, and when we wrap up here in a little bit, we'll talk about the postseason and what lies ahead for the Braves. But this Braves team uh, find a way. Of course, everybody knows they were given up for dead ten and a half games back on June 1st. They then went on that wild uh, 14-game winning streak to get back. Um, and then I think, uh, what was it? I think the, the, the only two days in back-to-back they were leading – the NL East were Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday and and, and Tuesday. Uh, the only two days they were leading, or only four days, the four full days in a row they were leading the division were these last four that we have had. So it's exciting. It was nerve-wracking. It was something we came accustomed to last year and the two years uh, previous. Of course, the Braves uh, winning the World Series last year over – over the Astros and winning the the LCS in, in dramatic fashion over the over the Dodgers, uh, so we are in for some baseball playoff baseball yet again, and we'll get to the postseason uh, breakdown here in a moment. One to move to the weekend that was for myself and the family. And it started uh, with leaving town because Hurricane Ian's bearing down. So we left on Thursday. Uh, Jenna was cheering for Stratford and Macon Thursday night. We left Thursday, went up, watched her cheer Thursday night, had pretty much all day to kill in Macon, just kind of bumped around Macon uh, Friday night, went to dinner with all the, with, with Ray and Jenna and Colton and we opened uh, the Fab Five, as we call ourselves. Fab Five went to dinner Saturday, woke up, and went to Atlanta. Checked into the Embassy Suites uh, there uh, outside of Truist Park. Nice place. Um, it, it it was okay. It was okay. Uh, it served its purpose. Uh, and then went to the ball game, had great seats. Truist Park is so easy to maneuver, so easy to get in and out of. Uh, such a great ballpark. Best ballpark in the country uh, by far in my opinion, and watch the Braves win that game Saturday night over the Mets 5-2. to two. Next day, we had Falcons. This is all before this is all before we evacuate, quote, evacuated. We had these plans to watch Jenna cheer Friday night. They moved the game to Thursday. We had these tickets go to the Braves and the Falcons. Um, so we had all these before the hurricane became a thing. So, 
anyway, uh, Falcons, first time, uh, second time to Mercedes-Benz for me. I went uh, a couple of years ago. Kelly and I went to Eric Church and Luke Combs. Uh, so uh, we've been there for a concert, first time for a football game, uh, Falcons and Browns. We went because Ray is a Browns fan. Somehow, I, I still don't really understand how that has developed. Um, I am a lifelong, for the most part, Falcons fans. They broke my heart immensely uh, February 5th, 2017, and I really haven't forgiven them fully yet for that and haven't really jumped back on board fully after that. I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but a fantastic venue. I will say the parking there leaves a little bit desired. Uh, we got tickets from a friend of mine, um, that I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to pay the fees that Ticketmaster and all these places have. So a friend of mine had four season tickets he wasn't using. I bought them from him and uh, great seats, section 136 in the end zone, great seats, great venue. But I will say we didn't, we, parking was not great. So we got online, I think Saturday afternoon and bought a parking pass at the First Baptist Church lot right there by Mercedes-Benz. Online, when we bought the pass, it said this lot opens at 8.30 in the morning. Okay, great. We'll get up. We'll have breakfast. We'll head. We'll pack up because we were coming home Sunday night. We'll pack up. We'll head over to the Benz. We'll leave the hotel about 11.15, 11.20. No problem. No need to really get there too early. There's no batting practice or anything like that. Yeah, we want to see the national anthem. We want to see the teams come out, all that. So we get around the stadium about 11.50, 11.55, and we find our lot. We pull in, and I put my blinker on to turn in and roll the window down, and a police officer, Atlanta Police Department officer, is in the road directing traffic, telling me to continue on. I said, no, 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 no. I have a pass. I grabbed the phone, Kelly's phone with the with the pass barcode. And I said, look, we have a we have a pass. Sorry, sir. You're not allowed in this lot until church lets out and the churchgoers empty their parking lot. Huh. Okay. And I said, okay. I, I kept my calm. I thought it was absurd. Absolutely absurd. I kept my calm and I said, Well, sir, how long will that be? Probably 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, great. So keep in mind, it's 11.55, almost 12 o'clock. Kickoff's at 1 o'clock. Still a half a mile or so walk to the stadium. And I say, okay, so we have to, what, circle in traffic for 30 minutes before you're allowing us into this parking lot? And he said, yes. Do a couple of laps. Check back with me. So... Not happy. The boys in the back seat aren't happy. They want to get in there, watch warm-ups, watch the national. You know, they want to experience. This is their first NFL game for Colton and, and Ray. And mine in a long time. And, of course, first football game with the Bens. So, took me a little, <laughs> a little time to swallow that. And I said, okay. Uh, it didn't really make any sense to me. Why on the app? When we bought it, it said the lot opens at 8.30. Maybe it does open at 8.30 if you're going to beat the church crowd. But who is going to tailgate in a church parking lot at 8.30 while churchgoers are walking by you in their Sunday finest? So we lapped three times. Every time, of course, I stop and ask the gentleman, can I come in yet? No, not yet. Two more laps. Okay. 
Traffic is then increasing around the area because other people also who have bought this pass on the internet want to get into their parking spot and get into the stadium. So then you have a traffic jam of folks trying to get into this parking lot and then a traffic jam of folks trying to get out after church releases. Finally, at 1230, the gentleman with the Atlanta Police Department allows us to go into our parking place and park. We walk in, we see the national anthem, we see the teams run out. Everything was fine. But moral of the story, if you're going to the Mercedes-Benz Dome for any type of event on a Sunday, so basically Falcons, or if there's a concert or monster trucks or whatever they have in there, soccer, if you're going on a Sunday, do not, do not buy a parking pass for the First Baptist Church lot. Okay? That is uh, my word to the wise to you from the Ross Sports Report. Do not buy a parking pass to the First Baptist Church lot because you will not be able to get in there until 1230 after the church crowd exits. And, of course, right around there, these are tiny streets, neighborhood streets that barely fit two cars. And when you have a flow of traffic leaving a parking lot and a flow of traffic trying to get in two directions, it doesn't work well. So, anyway, all in all, great weekend, safe weekend uh, for us here. Very, very lucky in southeast Georgia uh, and northeast Florida, really, uh, as well, on up to Savannah in southeast Georgia that, uh, Ian, we did not feel the effects. Uh, thoughts go out to those folks down in in southwest Florida that took the brunt of it. Also, in the Myrtle Beach, Myrtle's Inlet, Pauly's Island area, who uh, sustained some damage as well. Um, been through a couple of those, and they're not fun. Not fun at all to come home and and not know what you're coming home to, first of all. And then when you do get home, you see the the damage that, that took place. So hopefully that is the only storm that we have to really think about or, or keep an eye out on uh, this year and then going forward. But moving to the college football week that was, uh, one game that was moved in the area to Thursday was South Carolina, South Carolina State. South Carolina got well in a hurry over their uh, rivals, not rivals, uh, only about an hour away from Orangeburg, 50-10. to 10, South Carolina got that one done. Um, Saturday, great football game uh, that uh, we were able to watch. Uh, some Ole Miss beat Kentucky 22-19. That was a great football game. Ole Miss um, handled everything that they needed to. Kentucky came storming back and, and won the game there. TCU. Hands Oklahoma their second straight loss and did it dominating 55-24. to TCU undefeated. They will get together with Kansas, who's undefeated this week. We'll talk about that in a moment. It was Kansas State over Texas Tech. They're playing well. Georgia State got a win, their first win of the year over Army. Uh, other games, James Madison in the Sun Belt beat Texas State 40-13. to James Madison is undefeated uh, in their first year of FBS football. Alabama took care of Arkansas 49-26, and that score is a lot closer than it than the game was. Um, of course, Bryce Young separated his shoulder, sprained his shoulder. That's the word coming out of, of Tuscaloosa this week, sprained shoulder. We'll see how that develops uh, going forward. But they're, uh, the quarterback that came in 
uh, for Alabama did a fantastic job. Uh, Milrow, four of nine, 65 yards passing and a touchdown, but he also ran six times for 91 yards uh, and a long of 77. Uh, so a pretty good uh, mop-up duty or, or backup role he did for the Crimson Tide and the Crimson Tide schedule uh, just, uh, you know, <laughs> gets tougher. A&M this uh, weekend at the 8 o'clock, this is the week that uh, that CBS does two, um, three, uh, two games, 3.30 and 8 o'clock. Then they got Tennessee, then Mississippi State, then LSU, Ole Miss. They take a week off with Austin P, and then they finish with Auburn. So Bama has quite the um, the tough road to hoe to can, to hang on to that number one spot. They moved up to number one. Also, by the way, Florida State tried to remain undefeated at home against Wake Forest. Couldn't do it. Wake goes down after they bounce back nicely after losing to Clemson to win that one 31-21. I mentioned Kansas. They're undefeated. They win 14-11 over Iowa State. So Kansas is for real, it seems. We'll see how for real this week when they play TCU. Game day is going to be there. We'll talk about that in a minute. North Carolina over Virginia Tech, 41-10. to Virginia Tech's in shambles. Virginia Tech is in shambles uh, there in Blacksburg. Mississippi State got a win over Texas A&M, 42-24. Texas A&M kind of in a little downward spiral um, there. Syracuse is undefeated. They beat Wagner. Of course, anybody can beat Wagner, 59-0. It was LSU beating Auburn 21-17. Coastal Carolina defeated Georgia Southern 34-30. The Eagles had an opportunity to win there in Conway to get to 1-0 in the Sun Belt. Just uh, defense could not hold Coastal Carolina down. They were up. uh, Georgia Southern took a 24-14 lead in the fourth quarter and could not hang on uh, against Coastal Carolina. Coastal's undefeated. And atop the Sun Belt East, Arkansas State over UL Monroe, 45-28. Georgia with a scare. My goodness. We were following that game in the Braves game. They, had, I mean, it was a night game, so it was like, I think, 9-0, then 12-3, I mean, then, then just 22-12, and then Georgia scored two late touchdowns to survive, to survive on the road at Missouri, 26-22. Uh, Georgia dropped in the standings because in the rankings because of that. It was Clemson uh, doing to NC State what Clemson does. NC State knocks their hopes down of being for real. NC State, of course, has not won a conference championship in football, basketball, or baseball since the early '80s, and that trend will continue one more year. Clemson wins thirty to twenty. Clemson just hanging around there at number five, doing what they need to do to just keep trucking along bit by bit. DJU, uh, pretty good game for DJ. 21 of 30, 209 yards passing, a touchdown. Ran the ball 14 times for 73 yards and two touchdowns. Maybe DJU is coming into his own for the Clemson Tigers. Duke, they remain undefeated. Or no, they are moved to 4-1, and one, I should say, de- defeating Virginia 38-17. Georgia Tech, fresh off, firing Sean, uh, their coach, Jeff Collins. They get their first win, 26-21 on the road at Pitt. USC looks like they are for real indeed. They struggled a little bit early, but then took control and beat Arizona State 42-25. Looking at the top 25 scores of interest for coming up this week, um, really some good, good games uh, this week. Michigan on the road at Indiana, LSU and Tennessee 
at noon in Baton Rouge. That's 11 Central Time. 11 Central Time in Baton Rouge. People don't wake up in Baton Rouge until like 10. So Tennessee, three-point favorite on the bayou, probably because it's an 11 o'clock Central Time kick. TCU in Kansas, that's where game day is going to be. TCU, 17 in the country. Kansas, 19 in the country. Kansas, football, ranked 19th. They're 5-0. and TCU, a 6.5-point road favorite in that one. Going to be on FS1. That's right. They don't even get Fox Major. They get FS1. Uh, Georgia and Auburn in a rivalry that they claim to be the oldest in the South. Everyone that follows Southern Conference football knows that that's not true. You're going to hear it all week long. Georgia and Auburn renew the oldest rivalry in the South. Not true. Furman and Wofford is indeed the oldest rivalry in the South. Look it up. It's for real. Utah, UCLA, Utah 4-1, and one, UCLA 5-0. and oh. Utah is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Ohio State, Michigan State looked big until a couple of weeks ago until Michigan State lost a couple in a row. Uh, Ohio State should roll there. Ole Miss and Vandy, kind of a trap game for Ole Miss. Uh, they kind of a trap game. They're ranked nine now and um, have Auburn next week, Ole Miss after that, Texas A&M, then Alabama. So the meat of Ole Miss's schedule is ahead of them. Vandy always kind of sneaks up. They're three and two, might sneak up and steal one in Nashville. That's a four o'clock kick. Ole Miss, a 17-point favorite. Clemson goes to Boston College in what could be a trap game for the Tigers. Uh, Clemson then goes to Tallahassee in two weeks before Syracuse, ranked 22, comes to Death Valley. So another trap game there. Kentucky and South Carolina, that's a 7.30 kick. Kentucky, a 10-point favorite at home. BYU and Notre Dame, uh, BYU, a three-and-a-half-point underdog on the road in South Bend. That'll be interesting. Of course, the 8 o'clock, as I said, 8 o'clock CBS game, Alabama and Texas A&M. In the Sun Belt, Georgia Southern is on the road at Georgia State in that rivalry game that some people say is a rivalry, some people don't. But doesn't matter if you say it's a rivalry or not, Georgia Southern needs to win this game in Atlanta this week. Georgia Southern 3-2, and 0-1 in the league. Georgia State 1-4, they're 0-1 in the league. Georgia State a 2.5-point favorite in Atlanta in the former Turner Field building. James Madison on the road in what could be an interesting game against Arkansas State. James Madison looking to stay undefeated in the league and overall. Appalachian State goes to Texas State. Southern Miss goes to Troy, uh, which could be uh, a game to really go a long way in deciding the Sun Belt West. Louisiana Monroe is uh, hosting Coastal Carolina, which kind of dangerous for Coastal Carolina there to go on the road to Monroe, who beat Louisiana a couple of weeks ago. So that's the look at college football last week, a look ahead. Uh, the NFL, I mentioned earlier, kind of an interesting week in the NFL that was uh, in week four. Bengals defeated the Dolphins on Thursday night, 27-15. Uh, the Bengals maybe starting to show a little bit of their form from last year. The Falcons upset the Browns, 23-20. Uh, in Atlanta, Vikings over the Saints, 28-25. Cowboys, all of a sudden, the Cowboys are 3-1 and one 
and looking pretty good right there on the heels of the Eagles in the NFC East. They beat the Commanders 25-10. Lions and Seahawks 48-45. Whoever had the ball last was going to win that one. Titans beat the Colts, which was kind of a head striker a little bit. Uh, the Colts are struggling, to say the least, with Matt Ryan. 24-17. Giants beat the Bears. Giants at 3-1 and one as well. They beat the Bears 20-12. Eagles had to come all the way back against the Jags. Jags jumped out 14-0 in the first quarter. Eagles scored 22nd quarter points to uh, take control of the game and win that one 29-21. The Eagles are the only undefeated undefeated team in the NFL. The Jets beat the Steelers 24-20. Jets are 2-2. Two two. Steelers are struggling at 1-3. Bills over the Ravens. That was a struggle for a long time for the Bills. Bills got it done. They're moved to 3-1. and one. Ravens at 2-2. Two two. Chargers beat the Texans 34-24. Cardinals very quietly at 2-2. Two two. Beat the Panthers 26-16. Packers in overtime. Beat the Patriots 27-24. Raiders over the Broncos. The Broncos are 2-2. Two and two. Raiders at 1-3. and three. They get their first win. And then in a battle of the current GOAT and the always GOAT, I guess you could say, Pat Mahomes defeats the Bucks and Tom Brady 41-31. So um, at 2-2, two and two, the Falcons and the Bucks are tied for the lead in the NFC South. And then the Rams and 49ers on Monday night. The 49ers all over. Jimmy G played great Monday night against the Rams. 24-9. to Rams are searching for their Super Bowl form from a year ago. 49ers at 2-2. Two two. Uh, Jimmy G had a great night. 16-27, 239, and a touchdown. Uh, also, Debo, who does everything. Debo, six catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown for the Niners. A quick look at week five. Uh, Bucks and Falcons, which will be for first place in the NFC South. Giants and Packers, a battle of three and one teams. Uh, it will also be Dolphins and Jets. See what Tua, if he's going to play. The Jags at home against the Texans. Jags are two and two. Texans, oh, three and one. Eagles, uh, kind of an interesting game for the Eagles. They're four and oh. They go out to Arizona to take on the Cardinals at two and two. Sunday night, it's the Bengals and the Ravens. And Monday night, kind of a snoozer the Chiefs, and the Raiders uh, in uh, on Monday Night Football in Kansas City. Now, as promised, we're going to circle back and talk about postseason baseball for the Braves. The Braves, of course, the NL East champions. That gets them the number two seed in the playoff tournament. And, yes, we do have a tournament now in Major League Baseball with all the teams. There's a bracket and everything. There's a bracket challenge you can fill out on MLB.com. We love brackets in America, do we not? So looking at the seeds, the number one seed in the NL, the Dodgers. They won 111 games. The Braves are the two seed. The three seed is the Cardinals as they won the NL Central. The four seed are the Mets, the best wild card team the five-seed are the Padres, and the six-seed are the Phillies. In the American League, the one-seed are the Astros, the two-seed, the Yankees, the three-seed, the Guardians. That's in Cleveland, remember. The four-seed, the Blue Jays, the five-seed, the Mariners, who have broken the longest playoff streak in any sport uh, since they make the playoffs there for the first time since I think it was 2001. Uh, they had a 21-year playoff drought, which is the longest of any professional organization, which is hard to believe the Lions have made the playoffs since the Mariners have. The Bengals or the Browns 
even. Uh, the Jags, you know, uh, what's a bad NBA team? I don't know. I don't watch the NBA that much, but a bad NBA team. Vancouver. They still in No, they're in Memphis. Anyway, yeah. So, anyway, the Mariners now, they are the five seed and then the six seed of the Rays. So, the playoff goes like this. In the American League, the Rays go to Cleveland, and all three of these games are in the higher seed city because it's just two – three-game series, it's uh, it, not worth traveling back and forth. So, the Rays at Cleveland, that starts on Friday, which is the seventh. Phillies at St. Louis, uh, as the Phillies were the sixth seed, they go to the three-seed St. Louis. That is on Friday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. These are all weekend series. No days off. Uh, The Mariners go to Toronto Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then the Padres go to the Mets on Friday. And then the that those are the wild card matchups. So the then the Yankees, they get the winner of as the two seed, they get the winner of the three and six seed, which is the Guardians and Rays. And then Houston gets the winner as the top seed of the Mariners and Blue Jays. The ALDS begins on the eleventh. And that is a week from Tuesday. Whew, are you with me now? The NLDS, the Dodgers are the one seed. They host the winner of New York and San Diego next Tuesday. And the Braves in the NLDS, they host the winner of St. Louis and Philadelphia. Those games will be games one and two in Atlanta on next Tuesday and Wednesday. Games three and four in either St. Louis or Philadelphia on uh, next Friday and Saturday. And then game five, if necessary, will be back in Atlanta next Sunday, August or October 16th. Braves were 11-8 and eight against the Phillies this season in their 19 games, and the Braves were 4-3 and three against the Cardinals this season. So uh, not real sure. I haven't really thought about it yet. I think I'd rather face the Phillies just based on our history in the postseason against the Cardinals is not very good. Uh, but the Phillies, uh, there were some competitive games and some good games uh, in the uh, in the regular season with the Phillies. But I think I'd rather take the Phillies than um, battle history uh, against the Cardinals as we have not fared too well in the postseason against the Cardinals here in the last couple of years, dating back to that wild card uh, infield fly rule game in 2012, which was a nightmare. And then two years ago, the game was a game five of the NLDS, I guess in 19 when uh, we just got smoked like 14 to one or something in game five. Uh, anyway, regardless, Braves are in five in a row. NLE's champs, buy your t-shirts, and look forward to a stress-free weekend of playoff baseball. And then we'll get ramped up on Tuesday. Great week of college football ahead and the NFL as well. Thanks again for joining us. Joining me, not us, joining me. This is the Raw Sports Report. This is episode four. Like and subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. And I will be back again next week. Thanks for listening.